Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Horick. The radio and TV version of the show air in over 12 states. This includes both coasts and Silicon Valley. The show also airs in the UK, Caribbean, and Australia. For full show times, plus past episodes of the TV and radio show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. We just launched a free online community to connect past guests, listeners, and others. This community will allow you to network, chat on Slack, or get help with anything else, and a lot more. If you're interested in joining the community, buying some merch, sponsoring the show, or signing up for the newsletter, please go to buildingthefutureshow.com. I want to invite all of you in the Building the Future community to join me at SUPEX, the Startup Expo in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, this July 26th, where I'll be the MC. SUPEX is one of the largest and best startup conferences in the U.S. and the official gathering of the Building the Future community this summer. SUPEX has cutting-edge content, a cool startup competition, and a half-day forum this year called Hashtag Women for Women, the largest gathering in the U.S. in 2018 of angel groups, seed funds, and BC funds focused on female founders and female entrepreneurs. For more information, visit www.sup-x.org. I hope to see all my Building the Future friends there. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Dr. Pantas Sotarja. He's the founder, president, and CEO of Latticework. Welcome to the show. Hi, Kevin. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. I, I think what you guys are doing um, is actually really innovative and, and cool. And you've had a, a really cool kind of career up until what you're working on um, kind of now. But maybe before we get into all that fun stuff, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up. Uh, sure. Uh I was actually born in Indonesia, okay. and I went to Singapore at age seven uh, to study there. And I, I stayed there for 11 years, uh, going through the whole high school, and then uh, came to the U.S. Uh, for college. Okay. What did you take in college, and uh, why did you decide to come to the U.S. and go to college? Uh, maybe we just go back, roll back a little bit uh, sure. when I was younger. So about when I was uh, uh, approximately uh, grade six uh, in Singapore, we have the A-level system, O-level system, uh, the British okay. uh, uh, school system, right? So uh, in quarter of uh, grade six, uh, I I was influenced by my elder brother who started, uh, you know, toying with electronics uh, back in Indonesia. We were separated, okay. right? you know, in Singapore, he lived in Indonesia. And I thought that would be, you know, fun to also do the same thing. I, I, I did the same thing. I started, you know, picking up uh, electronics magazines to learn electronics as a hobbyist. Okay, interesting. Uh, so uh, that's how it all got started. Uh, uh, but, you know, I over the years, you know, I, I look at myself not, not quite like a, a, an electronics guy because... Some you know changes. Uh, some things that happened. Uh, when I was like, like uh, secondary two, like uh, grade eight, uh, I actually failed my math class. Wow. So <laughs> yeah, uh, and that was a kind of a little bit of a hit uh, to me. Uh, you know, I kind of brushed it off, but uh, you know, as I was. Uh, Trying to learn more about electronics, right? I wasn't just happy 
uh, to just uh, be a hobbyist a hacker. You know, I try to understand uh, the principles of semiconductors and things like that. Pick up some books and just completely don't understand anything in those. So, and I quickly figure out that, oh, that goes on physics, right? Uh, and try to learn physics, and then I quickly realized that, oh, no way I can pick up physics unless I have strong enough math background. And yeah, uh, so that was really uh, the kind of like the, the turning point for me. Okay. And uh, did a lot more uh, uh, formal. Uh, study in, in, by myself, not not in the school. Sure. Uh, trying to to pick up uh, statistical physics, uh, whatever method is required to support learning those things, and and in the end, uh, you know, I, I felt like uh, a lot of things that happen later on in life. Uh, it's all about you. You like something, you learn something, you find that there are tons of other prerequisites uh, that you actually have to do before you can be good at it. Fair. And yep. it's all about uh, doing whatever it takes, uh, learning whatever it takes, uh, you know, knocking it down all the prerequisites that just, uh, you know, to, to, to be where, where you want to be. So solving problems, whatever it takes. That's, that's how I look at myself eventually uh, turning into. Uh, I think that's, 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 the, that's the most important thing that I, I, I learned in, in life. Oh, no, that's really good advice, man. I, I, I think that's great. So why did you decide to kind of go to UC Berkeley and, and what did you, you kind of take there? Uh, well, I, I, well, I always wanted to go to the U.S. because, you know, the U.S. Is, you know, at the time was obviously even now it's still uh, uh, very advanced in electronics and sure. you know, in science. And uh, I, I did apply to several schools. Uh, really, at the early stage, uh, you know, everybody rejected me, but you know. Uh, yeah. And then Berkeley was the late, uh, uh, the one that came in late uh, in terms of accepting me. I was almost going to go to Yale, but yeah. eventually my talked me out of it, said that you must be kidding, right? You want to go to engineering school, you go to Berkeley. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> anyway, I didn't know any better. I just follow a friend's advice, uh, went to Berkeley, and, uh, you know, and, and it, it was really a great school in engineering, uh, obviously, because of my interest in electronics, uh, early days interest, I took electrical engineering and computer science, uh, uh, you know, and really electrical engineering and computer science uh, is a huge, huge uh, discipline, there's so many different sub-disciplines. Uh, you know, you know, took as many things as uh, uh, as I could, uh, and you know, not just what I was interested. I will, I took things. Uh, some of the things that I never learned, like signal processing and things like that, were actually more interesting to me. You know, something new. Uh, so I just widened my background uh, as much as possible along the way. Uh, so. Yeah, again, you know, it's, it's always because of one thing leads to another. It's not like, it's not like I have some particular uh, uh, interest to say that, hey, you know, when I graduate, I want to do this or do that. I, that was not in my thought. I just say, let's, let's 
try to learn as many things as possible. What I don't know could be even more interesting. Yeah, no, that's interesting. That's actually quite fascinating. So you end up getting, um, you're a doctor, you, you end up getting, obviously, you, you spend a bunch of time in school, you end up getting a job at IBM. What did you end up doing there? Yes, uh, so at IBM, uh, again, you know, I, I, I got into IBM, I, I didn't really utilize any, most of anything that I learned at Berkeley. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I, because I joined up IBM Almaden Research Center, it's the, the 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 center that does most of the magnetic recordings okay, for IBM. Okay. And, you know, totally new to me, and ah, tried a few things, wasn't good at everything, obviously, and finally settled down on just, hey, just learn something about magnetic recording, how to record something at higher density and things like that. Um, uh, long story short, uh, uh, it, you know, it, my work required that I have some kind of tools to do uh, to to push uh, uh, the density of a recording, right? Okay. And it went from software uh, implementation eventually back to chip implementation. It's a huge uh, for me. It's a huge detour for me. Like from the initial days of more like a circuit guy going into wondering into process simulation going into memory recording and then say that hey you know if you want to do this well you you got to have a real hardware and uh, that's how I kind of make the loop you know turn back and say let's let's do a chip uh, so I did the first uh, CMOS re-channel re chip that as IBM using very cool using uh, open uh, but very quickly, I realized that while I was successful doing that, I quickly realized that that's not a place to do this kind of work because uh, IBM's uh, you know chip design activities are in other divisions. Okay. Uh, so you know, I left IBM uh, to do something else uh, because uh, my brother suggested that yeah, you know, it's this company that's looking for consultant. And I say, oh, okay, you know, <laughs> I can. Maybe this is my opportunity to jump back into the industry. Uh, so I, I did just that. Uh, uh, um, that was 1994. Okay, and that that was Marvell Technology Group. Is is that correct? What you found it with you started with your brother? No, uh, no. Initially, I was uh, working for uh, as a consultant. Oh, okay, for, right. Yeah, but you know, we're always talking about hey, what, what we can do in the future and things like that. And in the end, we say, you know, let's do something. Okay. Uh, that's how we 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 you know founded Marvell Technology Group. Sure. So so what did or does Marvell Technology Group kind of do? Uh, I mean, the it's most successful product line is storage. Okay. Uh, obviously, Marvell has diversified into many, many other things. Uh, you know, you know, data com, uh, you know, communication, uh, uh, electronics. But uh, even to, I think, uh, its storage business is the the biggest and the strongest one. Okay. And what do you mean by storage business? Like, just for the people listening, like, what exactly did you guys do, kind of, in storage that was so popular? Oh, uh, if you look at the. 
what's uh, in the the the, 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 the basic uh, mass storage uh, device uh, today is still uh, uh, hard disk drive, right? Yeah. I mean, NAND SSDs like are becoming more and more popular, but the bulk of the storage that you have in data centers mm-hmm. still disk drives. So at one point in time, uh, this drive was like a 500 million unit business. Okay. And, and you know, uh, we, we were lucky. I mean, uh, I mean, I picked up the knowledge of disk drives and some of the electronics at, at IBM. Uh, the timing was perfect. You know, I mean, very few people knew about uh, how to do a good uh, CMOS uh, uh, mix uh, mix signal chip design at the time. Okay. So we said that hey, we could we could actually do that, uh, and uh, you know it, it, it was going to be tough, but we say timing is great because everybody say it cannot be done. Interesting. <laughs> you, know, you you want you want to get into something when the market is big. Uh, the rest of the guys say no can do. Yeah, fair. You say, but we know how to do it. So. That's that's how we got started, uh, and we built the the first chip. Uh, there were some difficulties initially in get, acquiring customers and things like that, but we went from, you know, like a total of twelve, I don't know, twelve, fourteen other competitors in the space. Wow. Down to down to only one left. Interesting. Today. And and Marvel, you know, is the biggest now. Wow. So did you guys uh, raise? For, for the, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, for the disk drive electronics, uh, Marvel is the biggest in the industry. Wow! So did you guys did you guys raise money originally for for all this, or how did you guys kind of actually get the capital to to start building this? Uh, we started by doing uh, consulting. Oh, okay, so you uh-huh. you self funded this thing. Yes, uh, we get some small amount of money from friends, and we supplement that with. Uh, and doing some uh, IP, you know, some small circuits uh, for other companies like Adaptech okay. at the time. Interesting. Um, and just to, just to get things going, right? And uh, and but our real big break was uh, because we approach, uh, you know, another veterans of the industry. Uh, the thing is Dado Banatao. Uh, he was like the S three okay. uh, chairman. Okay. And I've been in it before, you know, uh, for many, many years. Uh, we approached him, and then we say we're going to do this thing. We show the simulation result. And then at the end of it, he say, do you need my help? <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, that was our first million dollar uh, funding from anybody. Wow. And that's, that's how, how, you know, we really get sufficient funding to expand. Okay. And now, like, it's and a... Pu- Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, otherwise we'll be doing a lot of consulting work and things like that just to stay afloat. Got you. And then you basically, like, it's a big company now and it's publicly traded, right? Mm-hmm. So are you kind of still involved at all or have you kind of stepped back from the company or, or where do you kind of sit with them now? Oh, I actually left the company four years ago. Okay. And... Uh, the, the 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 biggest reason, of course, you you leave a company, you know, it's like your baby. It's kind sure. of difficult. Yep. But, but uh, you know, I like I like storage, but I I I don't see myself 
as a pure uh, chip designer. Okay. Right? I mean, uh, I like systems. I like, I like I like architecture. I like design at the higher level. Uh, so, you know, I, I wanted to get into the system side of the business in, in storage space. And uh, if you're a chip company, that's really very difficult because you're in conflict with some of the biggest customers. Okay. Uh, right. So you, you get no support internally because of that. Uh, plus, uh, honestly, if you try to do something new, uh, we find it difficult to hire good people with the right mindset. You know. Sure. I mean. You're a big company. You have to pay a lot for to get people in. Uh, you know, much easier to do it uh, as a startup. Anyway, so you know, combination of many many different things. Uh, I decided that uh, I have to leave. I have, if I want to do something different, it has to be a different company. Uh, you know, clean slate and the attraction of uh, equity for newcomers. And things like that, uh, they will be willing to work hard for for, for their dreams. Uh, so uh, you know, I left at uh, uh, you know that that was uh, twenty fourteen, early twenty fourteen. Okay, and is that when you started last work? Um, yes, we. I started it, but I really it really took me another year to figure out what it really needs to to be doing. Okay. Uh, so, uh, no, the business model. What is the business model? Uh, it's not that easy to to come up with something that I feel will have a long leg. As you know, if you look at the Marvel, we were very fortunate, right? We we have, we have a franchise, you know, in storage that lasted so long. Sure. Uh, it, was, it was a very big market, uh, uh, and you know, even this drive go down a little bit, it's still a very big market. Um, I, I was also still looking for something that could be could last for a very long time, uh, solve some real problems, and can last for a very long time. Interesting. Uh, it, it really took more than a year to figure that out. Sure. Uh, but once I figured it out, it, it's a go, and then we started hiring. We've been working on this for three years now. Uh, so we're just about ready to go out now. So... And the, and what you're talking about is amber, correct? Uh, the product is amber, but uh, but uh, in terms of trying to solve what problem we're trying to solve, right? Uh, sure. I mean, we have to we have to solve some real problem that people are immediately facing. Sure. To get traction, right? And the real issues that people are facing are, I mean, for most consumers, it's uh, it's uh, uh, you know, they keep complaining that their, their cell phone storage gets full all the time. Yep. They don't know where to to, to back up. Uh, you have Google Photo that is free, but then it's a down, downgraded resolution. And at some point, you have to erase uh, your what's on your cell phone, and from then on, you lose all your original rights. Totally. Uh, so it's kind of crazy. I mean, you know, people, some people buy a new phone every two years. Yep. You know, for the better hardware. You know, mostly around video and pictures, right? Sure, totally. If you look at, yes, yes, you are still living in in the very old technology in terms of storage. You know, in terms of what you 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 keep for your life, it will be downgraded resolution. 
Yep. And I thought that that's crazy. Yep. Right? Why would you want to do that? Uh, so uh, I think just that alone uh, uh, will give us an immediate market, uh, an entry point to, to get into the market. Sure. But the real story is bigger than that. Okay. Uh, the real story actually is uh, what consumers are not aware of today. Uh, and I think if you look at what's going to happen next, uh, if you believe that, you know, you have there's so much uh, talk about, uh, you know, 360-degree video, um, you know, virtual reality, augmented reality, and all those things, right? If, if you believe that this will be the future of video, something bad is going to happen in the infrastructure. Interesting. Uh, so what is it? Right? I mean, if you, if you go to YouTube uh, and look at the, uh, the availability of those 360-degree videos, mm-hmm. you find some, and they're not really that high resolution because, you know, the, the, vol- the data volume is too too large to be 4K quality. Sure. So, yeah, like 720 and, and below type of resolution. Uh, or no much bigger screen, right? It's a 360-degree. Totally, yeah. Uh, so, if you notice there, you, you'll find that uh, most of them require 120 megabits per second mm-hmm. to stream. And that's a big problem. How many people have 120 megabits per second network? I mean, uh, uh, you know, basically subscription for the networking service. Yeah, no, fair enough. Most, most the average people don't, right? Correct, and in fact, if even if you even you if your service provider provide that in your neighborhood, if everybody you don't need everybody to be streaming at that sure at that rate, the whole neighborhood will go down. It's always oversubscribed. Yeah, right? totally. If everybody uh, uses it at that, so the future uh, is a is the problem. The future uh, where. Uh, Data volume and data rate is going. To, uh, uh, demand is going to go up very quickly, yet uh, the infrastructure is not catching up. Interesting. It's the biggest problem, and we feel that because of that, that gives us whatever problem with. If we solve it, then then that that problem that we're solving will will last. The business will last for a very long time. Sure. Because. We don't see any infrastructure point. We don't see infrastructure catching back up to demand, to the demand caused by uh, you know the, the the technology that is coming in, right? You know, everybody is just out trying to outdo each other in terms of the largest number of pixels, the sure. highest resolution. The hardware is moving way faster than what people can afford to build in terms of infrastructure. No, I I hundred percent so, agree with you, but keep yeah. going. Sorry. But, so, but that's why I, I, we we we're very excited about this thing. Uh, you know, uh, we have uh, we can we find we find an application that uh, consumer will immediately feel like is solving an, a current problem. Sure. And we're solving it in a way that uh, it's a hybrid cloud. What we build is not just Ember. What we're building is a hybrid cloud. Okay. Uh, where where you know uh, most of the data volume will move around in at the edge, uh, so you store your data locally. Okay. It gives you the privacy that you you know a lot of people like to have. Sure. Uh, we keep your device uh, uh, 
attached to the cloud, so it is not a, 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 an isolated island where you can have trouble sharing. Right. Uh, or so we are a true cloud service. We, you know, we are we are not we're not selling an isolated one-off device to consumer. We provide the whole package, the whole platforms and service uh, as a cloud service. Okay. So so how does it kind so, of just for people that are listening like to describe it like it's a box that you basically store all your kind of digital memories in at kind of the highest resolution that they were kind of at originally. Is that kind of a simple way to put it? Uh, it's, uh, yes, you, you, that, that is the simplest way to put it. Uh, you, because you, you have, uh, you know, nothing is free. Obviously, you're paid sure. for once. Sure, yeah. Uh, but but uh, uh, you get to store it in the original resolution. Uh, your in-home bandwidth is usually high enough to support that streaming, right? Yeah. And and obviously, when you share to somebody else, it would not be, you know, possible to stream at the original resolution. Right. We support down, uh, you know, uh, down sampling to lower resolutions, so it can stream to, to other people. And usually, it's not a problem because most people these days will be watching on the cell phone. Sure. Yep. And they decide that it's worth uh, continue watching or not, and that they will watch, right? Yeah. Uh, today, the, the problem with the existing cloud service is that uh, either you don't have the, the original anymore. Yep. Or if you do have the original, here's the problem. People will have, it will be impossible. When you share something to somebody else, they will be watching, they, they cannot stream the original, so they download it. Yeah. Guess what? Uh, I, I would argue that you know 90% of the things that you share to other people, people will watch the first few one minute or few, you know 20 30 seconds and decide that it's not worth watching. Yeah, totally, you're right. Yeah. Yet you're already using up all the bandwidth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So see, we have an infrastructure problem, but we are compounding the problem by by not allowing people to do a quick sneak peek and then they have to download everything. I got you. You know. Interesting. That's making the problem even worse. Yeah, you're right. So I, I'm curious though, okay, so I have this device in my home or office or whatever, and then when you say it syncs to a, a digital service, like is that your own service? Is that third-party services, a bit of both? How does that kind of work? Okay, uh, we, 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 we run our own data center, uh, mm. our own uh, implementation of a cloud service. Okay. So that's the central cloud. Got you. And and all these devices, embers, that uh, device that we sell will be attached to the cloud, our cloud, right? What, what does the cloud do for these embers? Uh, they they provide uh, you know uh, user identity management, right? Okay. Your private device will be the one that store everybody in the world. Got you. Right. Yep. I mean, that has to be a public service story. There's no other way. Sure. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah, it makes sense. So, uh, so, so, it provides identity management for all the users, uh, and uh, it it provides all the uh, uh, routing information. If I share something to you, yeah, right, I'm actually sharing to a cloud user. I'm not sharing to another Ember user. I I'm see. Because only a cloud user is verified. 
by right someone by us right yeah uh, so I, I would never trust another ember user say that this person is this or that uh, so so that's uh, the way it works. Uh, it, we provide uh, uh, identity management and a routing service and and uh, secondary uh, 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 you know firewalls. Uh, if you think about how we do our uh, access control, it's actually still done on Ember device. Okay, that is the practical point. Interesting. Uh, now, if I share something to somebody in the cloud, the cloud get a copy of that information and will do the, 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 the first-line defense. Okay, interesting. If, if you're, if you're uh, a user, you can't get... I will never route you to the Ember device. Got you. So how do, though, so, how do I get my content onto uh, the actual device? Well, we provide uh, an app, you know. Actually, okay. we provide... Uh, on all the major platforms, uh, sure. we, we have Windows implementation, okay. uh, Mac OS implementation, iOS, and and Android. So Got you. you. You have the app. You 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 know you can from the app we will we will transfer, we will copy, we will backup, you know, your data onto Android. Got you. Okay. No, that that's interesting. And from there, you, yeah, you can also share. You know, so. The most important one it will be the the for consumer will be the app on uh, mobile device. Sure. So we we will be uh, we will be uh, backing up your your uh, camera roll content. Okay. Onto Apple, and we will help you delete, select files to delete if you run out of space. Sure. And but we also speech back what was already uh, uh, removed from your cell phone. With what's on Ember, as you're, you know, you're navigating, you're, you're looking at all your past photos and videos uh, on on our app. You will see what's local and what's uh, already backed up. Uh, we stitch them together, so it, it looks like a, a seamless. Uh, the whole thing is there. Got you. You can access anywhere. You can share it to other people. Uh, I I think you know a simple uh, concept uh, like that. Uh, I'm just amazed that people don't do it. Uh, just give me give us the opportunity to do, to provide that first. No, I I think that's really interesting. So, how how big or what's the storage inside the actual device, like the amount? Uh, uh, that will depend on the the actual SKU that okay. you purchase. Okay. Uh, we go we go from uh, uh, a one terabyte RAID one to four terabyte RAID one. Okay. Uh, we only we only sell uh, configuration with rate. Uh, if if we say that to people, you know, trust us, uh, trust your data with us. There's no way that we're going to sell uh, a device with, without redundancy. No, that makes total sense. Yeah, I get that. It's almost I mean, expected, uh, right? Yeah, but because most consumers don't understand that, though. They, they sure. Too, too much. They, they they really take things for granted. Mm -hmm. But you know. You want to change that mindset, right? Because when you're trying to save what extra sixty dollars or what, but when your drive crash and that is the only drive you have, yeah, a lot of people will be willing to spend thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah. To somewhere somewhere to retrieve the data, sure. and it is usually not possible. Just right? so. 
you know, that's why we only sell uh, 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 redundant device. Yeah, not, sure. Not and, and, we, we don't try to make it too cheap. Got you. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And for people that don't know that, basically, you have you have one, you have drive basically that like, you have a backup copy of your backup in inside the the device, right? Like it's basically like a copy of it in case one of the drives goes down, then you can get your copy off the other one. Fair enough. Is that easy enough to say? That that, that is uh, what it is, and of course you you should quickly quickly up, uh, replace the failed. Uh, drive uh, so so it rebuilds the redundancy. Sure. So I can replace the drives myself, or or do I have to buy a new device? Uh, you can replace it yourself. Uh, you know, we make it reasonably easy. Okay. Sure. Uh, um, and then do you? What's the cost going to be? Because I know you guys are kind of launching um end of June. What what's the cost going to be? I, I get it ranges depending on the model, but what's kind of the starting price? Uh, that's the part that we're still trying to okay. figure out yet, and we will have definitely uh, have definitely have the number by you know maybe third week of June. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, if if I, if I tell you whatever it is, it's it, it may change a little bit. Right. So I'm, I'm just hesitant. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely the lowest point. The 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 lowest skew is definitely less than six hundred. Okay. Oh, and- oh, by the way, this is not. Storage, uh, we actually, uh, it actually is a, is a, it actually has an integrated router. Okay. Wi-Fi. Oh wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's a four by four H six hundred router. In case somebody know what it means. Sure. So. so uh, no, that's interesting. Sorry. No, that's interesting. I like. Yeah. Okay. So, do I have to pay monthly as well, or or how does that kind of work? Uh, our position is uh, to sell something that you don't have to pay monthly. So your connectivity to the cloud and all those things are already included. Not only that, your friends and families will also get the fee service. So those are without uh, subscription. Okay. Interesting. So I'm curious then... Um, you guys are just about to kind of launch this thing, and uh, it, it's kind of coming in in June. Is that correct? Uh, June will be doing the pre-launch. Okay, okay. You know, I mean, sorry, I mean the pre-sales, uh, pre-order. Okay, and then when okay. when are you roughly shipping this thing? Do you know? Uh, well, roughly it's going to be uh, September, uh, towards the end of October. It's just like about October. Okay. No, that so we're not. Uh, as you know, we've been we've been developing this for the last three years. Sure. We're we're not we're not the the, the pre pre order is not to to try to raise capital. Uh, okay, uh, I got you. I, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, we don't want to be doing something like that where a lot of companies, you know, people pay for something and then you know nothing happened for two a year and a half, two years, even three years. You know, we 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 built this company, and I'm fortunate enough to have made enough money uh, sure. <laughs> from our wealth uh, that I knew that I can bring this to market. I see. You know, without worrying about funding. Sure. So you basically self-funded. You guys didn't raise any outside money. Uh, it's mostly self-funded so far, but I'll I'll, I'll be raising some capital once we 
you know, bring the product to market. Gotcha. And I want to expand the cloud uh, offering side. I got you. No, that makes a lot of sense. So how big's the team that's kind of working on this? Because you guys are doing obviously hardware, you're doing some software side, like you got to have a bit of a team to build all this stuff. Yeah, we're kind of joking internally. You say that, oh, we're like uh, three different companies, three different <laughs> startups. Right? Sure. Uh, they are, in fact, there are other people that say that, oh, you guys are crazy. Uh, <laughs> so then I think you do what you think can be done. Sure. Right? Uh, everybody's size is different. Uh, so we have uh, we have about uh, 100 or so people. Oh, wow. Worldwide. Okay. Yeah. No, that it makes a lot of, like for for building that many. You're right, like that many different verticals. You you probably need that many people. No, that's that's uh, actually. Wait, go ahead. Actually, sorry. It's not, <laughs> actually, it's pretty stressful. It's yeah, I can imagine. Um, for for three yeah. years, especially. <laughs> well, we we'll build it up, right? We, it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not a hundred. Yeah, it was not day one. You had a hundred. I get that. Yeah, no, fair, fair enough. Um, so I'm curious though, there's been kind of a bunch of stuff around, well, I would say kind of recently, even the last few years, kind of around, um, privacy of your kind of data, um, you know, whether I think it's kind of video or like there's Apple got hacked, you know, Sony seems to get hacked all like early few times. Um, you know, there's been all this stuff with Facebook kind of lately. Why do you think kind of privacy and kind of actually having your stuff locally, it's almost like the perfect time for you guys to kind of launch this product because I think it's kind of very much on people's minds at this point. And I know one of the uh, one of my old bosses years ago, his wife lost her iPhone or, or wrecked it or something. I can't remember exactly, but she lost like baby photos of her kids for like you know, nine months or whatever it was, like they're just gone because they didn't really get backed up to, to the cloud properly. So I think you're kind of at the right time with with this device where I think it's kind of top of mind with for people. Do, do you kind of agree with that? And do you think it's kind of important that people are really kind of thinking more about their privacy, you know, and it just happens to be that you can, you have a solution to this now? <laughs> I think I completely agree with you. Like, I mean, honestly, we didn't plan uh, for sure. all this to happen. I mean, who would know what, that, that all this will happen uh, uh, just around the time that we, we plan to launch? Yeah. Uh, so it couldn't be any better. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the, but from the start, you, you do know that consumers are kind of like, kind of closing and, you know, one eye, you know, just pretend they don't know. Sure. Uh, you know, there's always that that underlying lingering concern that when you have no choice, you can ignore, right? I mean, sure. I mean, what choice do they have? They before they, you know, they can mostly uh, available is, uh, is is the existing cloud guys, right? Google or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. So you know, it's very convenient. They, they, they say, okay, fine, you know. You know, hopefully there will be no data breach. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Sure. Right. But yep. the fact is that when somebody gives you something for free, there's a catch. Yeah. They have to make money. We all understand that, and I don't think people really don't know that. They just have no choice. Yeah, that's so fair. They just 
to kick it down the road, you know, to deal with it later. Uh, so what we do is obviously to give people a choice. Now you can say, oh, what about the people, you know, you know that uh, the home nest has been around for quite a while. Yep. You can do the same thing. I mean, we our device Ember looks like a home nest, but it's not. Sure. Right? Because home nest is uh, isolated island, right? So, yeah, it's difficult to set up, difficult to 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 access from outside, impossible, nearly impossible to share. You know, if you use the USB drives, again, it's like a cold storage. Yep. I mean, I mean, a lot of times, you know, you know, when you're in some gathering, you you you. You talk to people, they wanted to show you something. It's like, I got this thing I want to show you. And they swipe their phone, they look, 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 and say, I'm sorry, it's been backed up. <laughs> Not here anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of things that happen, right? We say, look, consumer, when you when when the cloud guys give them one choice only, they'll take it. Sure. Yep. You have no, yeah. No, that makes sense. But when you say that, look, I'll give you the best of both worlds, right? You don't have to worry about, you know, uh, the good car guys looking into your stuff. Sure. Right? And you're, you're fully connected into the cloud. You know, you're not an island. So I think that's perfect, right? I mean, the, that, 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 uh, op, that is the optimum point. You know, you, 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 you cannot shift all the way to being a home nest. Right. Right. You don't want to be fully kind of a big cloud where your data, you know, has to be uh, not only that. Uh, that okay. Let, let me just backtrack a little bit. Sure. The cloud guys have a choice, charge you or not to choice, charge you, right? Yep. I mean, so if they don't charge you, they must they must utilize your data for something. Yeah, interesting. So if they charge you, they can claim that uh, we don't look at your stuff. Right, but you know who knows. You know when data is aggregated in a big place, you're a big target for for all the hackers. Yep. When data is uh, spread around, hackers will say that wow. Even if I manage to to break into one device, I cannot break into another one. Yeah, totally. I mean, my incentive is way lower. I mean, and uh, to break into. I'm not saying that our stuff is going to be perfect. We do whatever it takes to protect our device, right? Yeah. But guess what? You know, we don't know what we don't know. You know, open source libraries have have holes and things like that. Hey, everybody has some some level of uh, risk. But who are the bigger targets? The bigger targets are the one that aggregate too much data. Sure. Because uh, I break into one, I soup up everybody's stuff. I mean, that's why I feel like uh, this kind of distributed model really discouraged, or at least uh, until until everybody moves to dis- distributed, you know, all, most of the, the targets, uh, most of the hackers are still going to hit the top guys it, instead of uh, the individual devices. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And it, it, it's interesting because I think people don't understand. And like I know even just recently, um, people need more and more storage. It, it's just a reality nowadays. Um, and, and actually, like, yes, a lot of the cloud services give you 
free whatever amount, but it is not hard to fill that up. And then you need to start paying, you know, anywhere from five to 10 to higher than that a month. And you think about that over the lifetime or even over a year or two, you know, you're going to be spending, you know, a hundred plus dollars or more a year, right? Where, and then if you decide, well, I need to buy a, a external hard drive, you know, there's another, depending on how big you get, like, it's not that hard to justify, you know, getting something like what you guys are doing. Like it almost pays for itself in, in a pretty short period of time. Plus you have the access, the same kind of stuff that you'd get, like you have hardware, kind of the ability to have a cloud service, plus all this other stuff. So I, I think what you guys are doing is actually really kind of innovative. And I don't know if people kind of think about it like that, but a lot of people are starting to, you know, kind of realize like, oh, what am I going to do with this stuff? So I, I think you guys are kind of at the right point to actually launch this thing. Plus, you have all this kind of media stuff happening in, in these big companies where I think it's been really great and quite fascinating. Yes, uh, I mean, we're really fortunate, right? So, you know, I mean, we... I mean, uh, uh, the difference uh, between us and uh, the, 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 the USB drive, the NAS, and things like that, we're providing a whole platform. Uh, right? Sure. And uh, we, you know, we, we know, we know, see the cloud guys at the predicate companies, they know what consumers like. Sure. They just couldn't deliver certain things. Like, what they couldn't do is uh, privacy, right? Yep. And... They cannot solve the bandwidth issue. Yeah, you're right. No, that's so. So, so, so I, I say privacy is is the one thing that people are aware now. Yeah. Right. So people are not aware is the bandwidth is coming. Bandwidth problem is coming. So not only that, it it still costs you if you want to pay cloud services. You know, paid subscription costs you quite a bit. Yep. Right. The big problem is that even no matter how much you pay. You can't stream your high-resolution video at will. You're right. I'm sorry. It's just not possible. No, you're right. I, I've tried doing it, to be 100% honest with you. I've very much tried to do it, and you're right. It is. It does not work great. So, so, so I, think, I think slowly over time, people will realize that even more. We're not counting on people realizing this at this point. We're counting on that to justify why we're doing this. It's for our own, you know, understanding, right? Sure. We're, we're going to, we have, we, we created something that lasts a long time because the need simply will not go away. If anything, I think it's only getting worse, right? Like I think Correct. more and more people are, are realizing, I, I think, I think the turning point, at least for myself, and, and I would probably argue a lot of people, um, up until I had kids, I think I would take with my smartphone a dozen pictures a year, maybe. Now that I have kids, I, I think I take photos and videos all the time, right? And it yes. takes... And you want, to, you, want to, you want to keep it forever, right? Totally. Pass it on. Yeah, exactly, right? Like the, the fact that um, their whole life can kind of be documented... Um, digitally is kind of fascinating to me, right? And you don't have to ever kind of share those publicly, but, or if you choose not to, um, 
but you know they can be 30 years old and they can watch kind of videos of everything that happened and i'm not saying you know in the 80s and 90s i'm 35 just so you have some context but you know like my parents have kind of some videos of certain times in our life and it's nice to you know watch those sometimes but with the smartphone you can literally record daily of what they're up to right or or at least get photos or, or whatnot and you can run out of space really quick yeah that's true it's only so many hundred minutes <laughs> yeah uh, the highest resolution. <laughs> sure. No, that's quite that's quite fascinating, actually. So uh, I'm curious, though. You you've kind of touched on this before, and you don't have to like tell me um, kind of any specifics. But you you guys are going to launch this product, and is there kind of plans to do other products, or or how does that kind of how do you kind of see it evolving, or are you just going to focus on kind of um, this product for a while, and then who knows what's going to happen with the future? No, we, we look at ourselves as a platform. If we look at this thing, uh, is the uh, is your like your own personal data center, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, so what we have in mind, if you look at it, right? I mean, now the cloud guys again show the way, the path to what consumer wants. You know, all this AI stuff is coming along, right? Sure. So people want the easiest way to access the data, sure. either by facial search, by voice recognition, or whatever, right? Yep. So, so all this, uh, you know, automation of your digital life uh, is best handled by the server that owns the data. Okay. So we like to think of ourselves as your personal, you know, uh, your home, uh, home. Uh, Media center, your personal assistant, not your public assistant. Got you. Right? I mean, yep. I, you know what? Uh, I, I, people gave me to some conferences, whatever. I collected like three Echo Dots. Sure, okay. I have not turned on one. You what? Sorry, I, you missed I, that. I, I have not even turned on any one of them. Really? Oh, yeah, because I'm kind of like, oh, why am I, why am I allowing Amazon to... To store, to to listen to what I'm doing, and store all those things in the cloud, in sure. their cloud. Sure. Cannot wrap my mind around that. I say, this doesn't make sense, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, you know, with Amazon, I have a public assistant. I really want a personal assistant. Interesting. So you think about it. You know, uh, that means you know, this is the, your home control sensor. That means you have to tie in any every, every other thing in the home, uh, your home automation, your your cameras, you know, your your audio system and things like that. Perfect for integration. It doesn't mean that we have to build those things. It means that we have to work with some partners, right? Yeah. On integrating the best uh, devices out there, and we have to you know sometimes we may build our own, you know, whatever it takes. Like my. The way I see it is like do whatever it takes that makes sense. You know, you know, we cannot do everything. We have to partner with other device manufacturers. There are certain things we can do better if we are taking control of the integration, right? We will do what makes sense. Yeah, no, I I 100% agree with you. That's actually quite fascinating. I I think it, it makes a lot of sense, right? Especially from kind of the angle you guys are coming at this from. 
um, you know, and the approach of the whole thing and from the privacy side of things, um, kind of, it's almost like going the opposite way of the current system, right? Where you're basically saying, I'm, I'm going to hide everything and then just I can share privately what I want to share. Obviously, if you choose, you could share those same photos or videos to like these social networks. But I'm talking from kind of your actual platform is I just share with kind of family or friends and then, you know, kind of and then everything I kind of own right in 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 the box. That makes a lot of sense. That's that's actually quite fascinating to me. Yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, I think that that will ring a bell with uh, uh, a lot of consumers. Sure. Uh, I think I think I think for 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 U.S., uh, you know, people say the U.S. people don't care about privacy. I, I, I think that's not true. It's just that they, you may have, you know, quite a lot of people that didn't care before. Sure. <laughs> uh, right. Wow. I mean, what is a lot? You know, 30 percent of people, if they don't care, it's a lot of people. Sure. Right. Yeah. No if fair. You go to other places in the world. You go to Europe. You go to Asia. Man, the people that don't care or will be super super minority, right? Sure. It will be ninety something percent. Here, maybe only at this point, maybe only sixty seventy percent they care. Uh, but you know, the the awareness are just coming. Sure. You know, there will be. I think that there will be some some slight shift. Uh, even even if they are you know ten twenty percent don't care, I think the majority still care. No, I think so. I, I think the big thing is when people started to kind of really think about this stuff is when kind of iCloud got hacked a couple of years ago, right? And people's photos mm -hmm. and stuff were getting kind of leaked online, and you're like, wow, really? I and then all the other stuff that's kind of happened since then. So I I totally agree. I think um, if not a hundred percent of the population's there, and maybe you'll never get there, there's a large percentage of the population in North America and globally that really do care. So I, I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm quite fascinated about your product, but we're, we're coming to the end of the show. So let's close with mentioning where people can get more information and actually, uh, you know, kind of sign up to actually uh, pre-order this thing. Oh, yes. Uh, uh they can go in, uh, to a website, myamberlife.com. Perfect. And that's W, or sorry, yeah, www.myamberlife.com. Um, I, really, right. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you, and have a good rest of your day. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, man. All right, we'll talk soon. Okay, bye. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening. To join the free community, buy some merch, sponsor the show, or sign up for the newsletter, please visit the website at buildingthefutureshow.com. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future.